Welcome to the Dementia Researcher podcast, brought to you by DementiaResearcher.nihr.ac.uk, a network for early career researchers. Hello and welcome to our podcast recording for the NIHR Dementia Researcher website. This week we'll be discussing mentoring. I'm joined today by Dr. Ivan Koychev and Dr. Christoph Müller. Ivan is a clinical lecturer in old age psychiatry at the University of Oxford and a clinician scientist for Dementia Platforms UK. Christoph is an academic clinical lecturer at the Department of Old Age Psychiatry at King's College London. Welcome to you both and thank you very much for joining us today. Maybe let's start with a brief introduction from you both about your research interests and how they led you to mentoring. First, Ivan. Um, hi, thanks, thanks for having me. Um, so very briefly, what I, what I work on at the moment is generally ways to improve the methodology, the way that we conduct uh, trials, so you know, experiments to uh, find new treatments, especially for dementia. One of these uh, things that I, one of the projects that I work on, it's called the Deep and Frequent Phenotyping Study, where we're working to find biomarkers that can show who in the earliest stage of dementia are actually who are who are the people who will progress to have a a full blown condition and two if we're going to be testing new treatments in these people what sort of biomarkers should be looking at how do we detect that something's had an effect and the second part of my role is with Dementia's Platform UK which is um, again an MRC funded project that is bringing together data from over 40 cohorts around the UK um, and my brief really is to develop a system where people are offered to do uh, brain health studies and dementia studies um, and it, it really is a very valuable population because these people who are already part of cohorts have a lot of data that's been collected on them and we now know that we can only identify people who are in the prodromo in the very early stages of dementia if we have a lot of data so that we can narrow down the, the individuals who are most likely to be 10 or 15 years before first symptoms. So what I'm doing is developing the system to, uh, to plug these people into clinical trials. Okay, and how has that led you into mentoring? Ah, so uh, the, the story with the mentoring is that um, essentially since going into Oxford, I've been part of these multi-centre studies and I got quite interested into, in the process of how do you set up uh, such collaborations, what are the challenges. So really I was looking for a mentor that would have this sort of overview um, and that's how I came across Professor Byrne from, uh, from Newcastle who's similarly involved in, in quite a few collaborations of this sort uh, and I thought he would be an excellent person to, you know, get his, his ideas on, you know, get his opinion on, on what I'm, I'm currently struggling with. Great. And Christoph, maybe a little background about your research interests? Yes. So, yeah, my research is about complexity in dementia because kind of dementia is a very complex illness and people with dementia often have a lot of comorbidities. In fact, only kind of 5% of people with dementia just have dementia. Yet most kind of research and clinical trials is in all kinds of chronic illnesses is just done preferably in people who only have that one illness. So I'm kind of trying to look at how um, different interventions and different medications and classes of medication uh, work in the, in the complex syndrome that is dementia by looking at uh, routinely collected data, so by looking at electronic health records from recorded at a mental health trust, which is kind of locally the clinical 
uh, record interactive search system. And yeah, and basically assess how different interventions affect outcomes on the one hand, and on the other hand, I'm also quite, of, quite interested in uh, subtype diagnosis of dementia, in particular kind of dementia with Lewy bodies, because we know this is a type of dementia that has a much worse prognosis than other forms of dementia, but is yet very much under-recognized in clinical practice. Mm -hmm. And how has your research led you into mentoring? Now, um, from from the research point of view, I've kind of I've gone via the uh, Academy of Medical Sciences, who um, help clinical lecturers at this stage to identify an, uh, an experienced uh, mentor, and you you, ha you have a wide choice of mentors. And I kind of I decided I wanted to have someone outside my institution and even outside my field. Uh, the, the field of dementia research. I still have an epidemiologist, which is Professor Peter Burney, who is an epidemiologist in uh, respiratory care, so, so that even the mentor can give me a bit of a bird's eye view on what I'm actually doing from a different field. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Do you find that with David Byrne as well, that he's removed enough from your field that he can provide an outside influence or have you chosen him because he's actually quite involved in your research field so he's giving you pointers from inside if you see what I mean um so I guess the, the principle about mentorship is as Christoph was saying it's it's always much more helpful if it's somebody who's very removed uh, so they they give you a, a sort of a completely unbiased view I've gone sort of midway mm -hmm. <laughs> with David Byrne um, he's a he's a neurologist who's working on Parkinson's disease um, and so I found that it it was a it was a good midway solution because you know he's done the very same things that I'm I'm working on in Alzheimer's but he's done them in a in a related field so I found that was going to be a, also a good thing to add to the mix. Mm -hmm. And Christoph, is your mentor in the same hospital as you? Um, he, department? No, he, but he's based in London, so it's relatively okay. easy for me to go, to go and see him. Yeah. No. So do you see him quite often? And I mean, I I would say I'm kind of doing it as needed. Mm -hmm. uh, initially, we kind of try to say okay every month or every two months. But I guess some sometimes you're just so you need to focus on mm -hmm. something you need to get done. And at this stage kind of can't have that bird's eye view or that overview. So and then we have a longer break. But yeah, because you've sort of gone the other way and you're based in Oxford, Ivan, but your mentor is based in Newcastle. So that's quite far away. Does that present any challenges or is that preferable to you? <laughs> It's got its uh, it's got its moments. So <laughs> it's a uh, it's a long journey on the train when when I do go up. Um, I think it's nice because again, it, it I think the the thing about mentorship is that it it gives you the option to sort of take a step back. So I find it going through a long journey where you just on your own as well as you know a hundred other people in the train, of course, who <laughs> are up to all time. sorts of things. Um, but you know it does you know it does make you if you like free up two days just to think mm -hmm. about where are you going and then you meet the mentor then they give you a bit of feedback then you get another journey where again you know you're you're just thinking about this where i it you know i if i compare it with a situation where the mentor was very close to where i i was i guess it's something i could have done in an afternoon which would have mm -hmm. been a different dynamic yeah i guess it's like a personalized conference just for you you get the nice breakaway 
and they get to talk all about you <laughs> and your work. <laughs> there is definitely an element of, of talking about, you know, yeah. oneself for a change, yeah. Yeah, but your um, mentor, Christoph, although he's in London, so you don't have the same commute uh, aspect, um, it's a different institution. So I guess does that bring a different dynamic and an interesting dynamic? Because you're seeing a different way of working as well, not just his ideas, but also sort of how another centre works. Yes, I think that that kind of definitely helps, and you kind of you you kind of see um, how how another centre has either the same problems, which is sometimes reassuring, but also <laughs> have a, a find maybe creative solutions to things. And I guess um, also the, the mentor has kind of this outside view and more the, the, the role of a sounding board and rather kind of facilitating your thinking. Of course, they will come in if, if they um, know the answer to a question. They will give you relatively concrete advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is all about sort of um, talking in the moment and using them as a sounding board, like you said, and articulating your ideas. But are they also helping with your future career and sort of guiding you? Do you find that as well, Ivan? Um, I, I think they do. I think they do. And one of the things that, you know, that I found particularly helpful with, with David is that he makes me think about the way that I'm going to present, you know, my if you like unique selling point in mm-hmm. a in a year or two years time um and and get me to to think about this now which is always a challenge it's always to, to a challenge to think about these conceptual things and the way you you would you would look like in somebody's eye yeah. in a year or two years so i find it from that point of view it's it's very good um but also you know you, i find that the second thing is that it gives me the space to really think about about the options and and what am I going to do in two years in a in a way in which you just don't get maybe you don't get the time maybe <laughs> you don't get the space to think about this um so from that point of view, I find that it's it's really helpful yeah that's actually quite interesting because um where people doing their p h d I wonder whether this would actually be quite a nice uh, a mentoring scheme would be quite good for that because you're not always thinking about the future you're mainly thinking about the thesis at the end of it but to have someone a bit further down the line saying you know if you go to this conference and present this way you will be seen like this and I don't know it's a different way of thinking instead of just in the moment going this is the most important thing that I'm doing um so that's interesting um I wanted to ask you whether either of you had been a mentor yourselves or whether you would consider it now yeah, so, so I've been kind of for a long time involved in the what's called the Maudsley mentoring scheme where kind of junior psychiatrists are mentored by peers. So it's a peer mentoring scheme. So everyone who, who joins as a core trainee in psychiatry in their first year can apply to get a, a mentor who, who then will be a core trainee in their second year or higher. And this, is, this scheme has been set up more than 10 years ago and has been kind of running successfully there. Um, and and I have been also it's kind of it's different from academic mentoring to in a in a lot of ways I've kind of have been there to 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 mentor core trainees or foundation doctors whoever they have kind of at their very early stage um, they have quite different needs than than others mm-hmm. however what one has to say kind of if one is really um, trained up in mentoring and ha- has had some training at least in a way everyone could mentor everyone by using the right techniques 
Okay. So and um, so and then it's kind of finding a balance of kind of using your mentoring skills in situations where this might be more required and you have less knowledge and or uh, using your knowledge in situations where where you just know the answer to a question the, the mentee has asked. Okay. And Ivan, would you consider being a mentor? Absolutely. I think um I think it's great. I think we do bits of mentoring in our everyday practice because you know in in medicine there's always about um uh, that the work is always about interaction with uh with people from from different disciplines and and people who you're as you especially as you grow in seniority uh, you're expected to provide some supervision which i think a lot of the techniques that you 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 know a good mentor does uh or or, or a good mentor has to have uh, you know it the same ones apply to uh to the principles of supervision so yes i would i would like to be a to a bit of formal mentor um just depending on you know whether there's anyone willing to subject themselves to <laughs> <laughs> um christoph you said that you have quite a purist view of mentoring and quite a uh, and you say it's quite a paternalistic um role could so, you expand on that a bit maybe so the, yeah that's basically kind of in in a way as i i said uh, kind of the purest view of mentoring is everybody can mentor everyone okay. as long as they have uh, the correct training and the correct skills mm-hmm. and and then i guess the, the polar opposite of this is having kind of this paternalistic role where the mentor kind of just does what they think is right kind of i don't know pointing the mentee towards the right people or saying you have to apply for those grants and have to do have to work with this one and have to be on this uh group and paper in a way so and but i guess the best way as also ivan alluded to is having a being somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. and using kind of the the right skills and techniques in the, the right moment for the right person yeah okay and the maudsley mentoring scheme that's just uh for clinicians isn't it down at the i mean it's it's largely kind of about cl- clinical training mm-hmm. of course a lot of people kind of joining um the maudsley will have some academic interest mm-hmm. and that's often also um a, f- a fear of me- of mentors we are recruiting and training that if they don't have that academic interest that they still can be a good mentor but if you kind of use certain techniques or use a certain mentoring model um that that would certainly still be helpful for for the mentee or maybe in certain situations more helpful than someone who has actually the knowledge of the situation okay great um to go back a little bit to uh your research work even uh one of the uh comments we've had back is people are really interested in finding out about how people are funded so this is quite off the mentoring thing um but you said that you're mrc funded is that right so the projects are mrc funded right but um like christoph i, I mm-hmm. presume at least uh, i'm my main my, my salary is nihr yeah so the academic clinical lectureship scheme mm-hmm. is something that uh, essentially uh, is done as part of the the training in psychiatry or training in medicine it's called integrated academic training where uh at at the various stages of the training it gives you the option to have just protected time for research mm-hmm. as a higher trainee it's called an academic clinical lectureship and within this you get 50% of your time for research and then 
this only covers your salary though so if you want to work on projects then you know these have to be funded separately mm-hmm. um, so these two projects that are mentioned <coughs> are funded by the medical research council mm-hmm. another project that i work is uh, called the prevent study uh, and it's funded by the alzheimer society so there's a variety of funding streams mm-hmm. depending on what people are you know the, the type of research that people do uh, but generally, it's it's either you know grant money for a project, or it is a fellowship where it's attached to you, as it were. Yeah. And have you found that your mentor has been able to help you with the application of grants? So the big application is the uh, is once you finish your your training mm-hmm. and you get to the to the, to the so-called CCT, so the completion of training, um, then. The expected route is that you apply for one of the personal fellowships, which is, in this case, it's Clinician Scientist Fellowship. Um, and that is quite a high bar. So mm-hmm. what David has been brilliant in is in helping me shape what a potential fellowship would look like. So, he's yeah, because yeah, he's seen a lot of these. So mm-hmm. uh, that is actually really useful because we've mm-hmm. had people on here talking before about fellowships and how they can just look so daunting when you go to apply for them. But to have someone who's kind of been there and done it in a way must be really useful um is it similar for you christoph yes and i kind of in, can echo that certainly and it's especially this early postdoctoral stage in a way mm-hmm. where you get pulled in all kinds of directions kind of as a clinical lecturer mm-hmm. you kind of already you, you see we are working on loads of different projects and it is kind of really difficult to f- to really say which one is the main one and so forth and and that's what mentoring is kind of really helpful with. It's kind of really, what is the big project that you're going to do next as part of your, of a clinician scientist fellowship or similar? And that's kind of what, what I'm mainly talking about with my mentor. Mm. Okay, great. Yeah, so narrowing down is usually, you're right, narrowing <laughs> down is a problem. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, there's so many interesting things that are happening in, 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 in the universities and things to get involved in and at some point you just have to sort of focus on one thing and, and, and build it and it takes a while yeah so. yeah, that's the mentoring kind of really comes in, t- in finding that one thing mm. that, that might your make your unique selling point or yeah or the yeah. unique yeah. selling point that might selling be the next mm. step yeah, yeah. Um, okay have you got any other comments you'd like to make about mentoring how has it it helped your personal development not just your career development I I mean of course those 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 mentoring skills they are very helpful in in any situation I mean they are even helpful in 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 clinical situations I mean there is kind of all this whole whole idea of, of coaching for health that you kind of coach your patient to 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 make the right lifestyle decisions in, instead of just saying you have to do them, mm-hmm. and and they they also help kind of to deal with all kinds of other challenging situations, in a way. Because mm-hmm. are you still you're still very patient focused, even though you're fifty percent research, it's still patient. Yes, definitely, so, and yeah. kind of patient focused teamwork, mm-hmm. working in kind of complicated systems of hospitals. Yeah. Okay. And Eva? Yeah. No. I, I think I think it's helped. Um, th- again, the the main value I find is in the a in in the fact that it provides the space for mm-hmm. for for you know 
for you to wonder about your own your own path and where you where you're going and what the next stages would be but also you know we get so caught up in just everyday worries and everyday uh, and especially in academia there's always you know we're, we're we're a less stable you know type of profession than for a lot of other other professions where you know you you're constantly expected to produce at a certain pace and there's a number of different strands that you have to sort of pull on in order to make sure that you're the the complete package at the <laughs> end and that of course is collected you know is related to a lot of anxieties mm-hmm. so i find that it's 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 brilliant just to be able to sit down and to you know speak to somebody who's done it already and to tell you that actually nobody really does it by the book uh and you you always find your way and all it takes is you know pers- you know consistency and figuring out the sort of a, a the unique selling point and the um and and you know just the way that you you present a consistent a consistent message about your research and i i find that that's that's super helpful because mm-hmm. otherwise if you don't have that outside view y- you know over time you just continue to build uh, these worries and i'm not doing this right Ooh, and, yeah, and so on guess yourself a lot, I guess. yeah yeah and you just start assuming that the people who who do manage to sort of get through are somehow you know superior yeah. in 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 some you know unimaginable <laughs> way and and i think that's really what 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 you know mentorship does is that it, it it brings you back to ground and and so it has a professional if you like advantage but also just on a very personal level these are things that sort of impact you if you're constantly worried about these things i find it always come away feeling a lot more relaxed and 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 feeling like you know it, it will all be fine okay that's that's nice i feel like we all need a mentor in life <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add well, I'd, I'd like to thank uh, my mentor David for the time that he's uh, he spent, uh, and and for his uh, for his wise words. I find that it's something that I've definitely benefited from, and I can only recommend you know both mentorship in general and and David also for any future <laughs> for any future How mentees. How many mentees can he take on at once? Well, let's let's find out. Yeah. You know, maybe he'll need a mentor himself. Too. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll give out his email at the end. But uh, Christoph, would you like to thank your mentor? Oh, yes, yes, definitely. I mean, yeah, my mentor Peter Burney, of course. Yes, and and of course also thank you for having us here to to be able to share our experience. Well, thank you both very much. Um, We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please tweet dem underscore researcher if you'd like to get involved or if you have any suggestions for further podcasts. Thank you. This was a podcast brought to you by Dementia Researcher. Everything you need in one place. Register today at dementiaresearcher.nihr.ac.uk.